This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. You're listening to a section of the LibriVox NaNoWriMo project, in which a number of LibriVox volunteers write and record a whole novel together in serial form during November 2006. The project is based on the idea started by the National Novel Writing Month. Chapter 27. Written and recorded by Anita Roy Dobbs. Trevor slowly lifted his hands from the keyboard. So far, too good, he murmured to the screen. He folded his arms and leaned back. It wouldn't do to ignore his instincts. Too much of his mind was running an undercurrent of remembered times with Rebecca. But mixed with those were memories of the Cambridge Chinchilla project, and suddenly he became aware of an immediate danger. He was operating on autopilot. He'd been only half present since finding the letter. Flypaper. He had buzzed away, writing the scripts, Caterpillar, Eat Me, Drink Me, Busy Wings, Preparing to Fly, Nowhere. If Global had wanted to trap him, they couldn't have chosen a more effective method. The shock of that realization put all Trevor's senses on alert. A surge of energy that would have propelled another man to his feet in a fit of pacing was harnessed and sent racing along a series of mental inquiries. Trevor jumped at the cell phone alert. A text message. Cuckoo-cachoo. Instantly he disengaged from the global database. Then he pushed back from the desk. Pacing would be needed after all. His personal server, sitting in the pantry of his London flat, was under attack. Cachoo. And would shut down immediately after sending the text message. And maybe that was quickly enough. The decoy hacker he'd set up there on auto-run had been spotted and eradicated. The global database sentries had detected the decoy, despite all the input traffic of the planet, within six hours. Detected and destroyed. He fished out his eye river and copied his scripts. They might be useful, but probably not, because the real kicker, the mastodon fly in the ointment, the cuckoo of the message, was that Global had a two-man rule in place. Trevor needed Tracy to be his second. Emily smiled as if amused. Take me down to Miss Fulvia Rossi? And she chuckled outright. Let me call local officers, in case Miss Rossi is reluctant to be arrested. Teresia pictured a centigenarian, an unarmed Interpol officer, and a cornered Global agent. Indeed, she laughed. I could not expect to persuade her. The desk phone rang, and Tracy bounded to it. Yes, she looked expectantly at her great-grandmother. Thank you, yes, please. Dr. Prazek, hello, this is Tracy McHugh. Uh, Tracy Ames. Trevor Ames is my brother. I studied... Yes, right, hello. I'm called... Tracy flashed a smile to Teresia, and then fixed her gaze on the desktop, listening. Teresia motioned Emily toward the door, and the two of them stepped out to find a quiet place for Emily's call. "'Yes, that's why I'm—' Tracy barely acknowledged their leaving. "'Oh, are there?' "'Professor Prazek, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I beg you to listen. Something has happened that may have placed you in harm's way. 
this phone we're speaking on is secure, and the man who handed you the phone, uh, he did? Right, Gerhardt. And a younger man, Peter, will be nearby. If you will allow them, they will fly you here to me. I'm in New York, and Trevor is here too. He, yes, he is. You have? N no, wait. Dr. Prasik, please, say nothing else till you're here with us. The phones are secure, and they can't be traced, but I don't know whether your office could be... Yes, exactly. So please gather the document and bring anything else that you can from your office, because I'm very sorry, Dr. Prasik, but you might want to... Yes, very safe here, and we can accommodate you, yes, for quite a long... Thank you, Professor. Yes, I'm afraid you're quite right. Yes. Yes, goodbye, then. A trifle dazed, Tracy hung up the phone and sank into the massive chair. In a moment, Trevor strode into the room. Tracy, we have a real problem, Trevor began. Tea for timing. We may have a real solution, too, Tracy beamed, patting the phone. Fulvia Rossi closed her cell phone, opened it. One twenty-one. Everything can change in one minute and twenty-one seconds. At 3.45, your global agent M21, about to arrange your release. At 3.47, what are you? She closed the cell phone, placed it on the small table, glanced at the barred windows, and back to the phone. She lunged forward ah! and shoved the phone, sending it puck-style across the table through the air to the wall. When the trace was complete, Top had terminated the conversation with Fulvia. It would do her good to realize how completely dependent she was on the good graces of Global. She had taken too many liberties, made too many mistakes. But she was too valuable to lose if they could reclaim her, and too risky to leave alive if they could not. Top skimmed into the trace. Where was she? Was it saying Paris or Prague? Top reached a team nearest Berkeley, California. Professor Andel Prazek, Berkeley Department of Linguistics. When you reach him, I will talk to him. He will be lured, no seen. You will bring him to me carefully. Campanile Way near Sather Road. The cell signal is still there. Be quick. If it moves, I'll contact you. Top continued a simultaneous connection with U3, initiated twenty minutes ago when the London hack was detected. It had been startling to realize that Trevor had made his way back to London without leaving a trace en route, but there he was, tapping into the GDB, testing his capacity to cripple. U3's team had been deployed immediately. Pick him up carefully and bring him to me. He appears to be coherent. Don't trigger anything. They had finally reached the flat. Excellent. Within the day they'll all be here, Trevor and Fulvia. Prazik in the document, no doubt. And then, no hacking will be so threatening. Then, too, Trevor might accept the offer. Fulvia's trace came back, saying Paris and Prague. This call came from two origins? Of course not. And London. And Sydney. The source point had split the signal and converged again just before reaching top, in Malta. This was new. Then Fulvia could not be traced through the call. The chip, then. Trace the chip. And if that fails, activate the chip. 
Reporting. Trevor Ames isn't here. Indicators say that no one's been here for weeks. Everything's cold except this server. Awaiting orders. A beat, and then... Skim, and document. Sweep. Will do. The underground vault felt oppressive, to whatever extent Top felt anything. A spike of inquiries coursed through the webbed network, via satellite, optic fiber, cable, airwave. Where is Trevor? Where is Fulvia? Yesterday they landed in New York. Where are they today? A monitor alert in Berkeley. Prazek's cell phone had just dialed the operator and switched off. Top buzzed the Berkeley team. Confirmed. That's his phone. Let me speak to him. Remember, no scene. Reporting. Andel Prazak isn't here. His cell phone was just lying on his desk. Partly cleared desk. Indicators say he was here very recently. Awaiting orders. Two beats. And then... One stay. Skim and document. Destroy any pulps or papyrus. The rest spiral immediately. Five mile. Report. Will do. The good news is that Professor Prazek is on his way in. Trevor's scowl gave way to surprise, even hope. And the other good news is that Ms. Fiend Rossi is on her way out. Alarmed, Trevor blurted out, Fulvia? But I need her. I may need her. I think Interpol may need her, but what you need is a lot of not her. Is Interpol coming? Interpol is here. Didn't you see them on your way here? asked Tracy, indicating where Trevor had come in. He sprang to the door. No, where? Interpol needs to know about this database, because Global sure knows their database, inside and out. I saw stuff. Tracy joined him in the doorway. Then, waving Trevor in one direction, as she headed in the other, she called over her shoulder. With Grandma, a woman shorter than me, black uniform. At each end the corridor curved gracefully and ended in stairs. Downstairs they saw each other, and, near the center of this hallway, the two women startled from their hushed conversation outside a door. Teresia signaled Trevor to come quietly, then caught sight of Tracy. End of chapter 27 Recorded on December 1st, 2006 Boston, USA